Thanks for joining us at the SBP podcast, The Voice of Mobile Film. I'm Susie Botello, your host, and this is episode 18. So we're going to introduce you to Prakash Gandhi Natarajan, who is from India, but he lives in Austin, in Texas. Uh, we met Prakash as a participating filmmaker in the International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego in April 2015. And we've stayed in touch with him ever since because he's a part of the growing mobile filmmaking community. And that's what we do. We stay in touch with everybody, no matter where they are in the world. The International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego has a page on the website that lists every film and filmmaker who's ever received an official award in our film festival. Any awarded filmmaker from the film festival can go to our film festival, which is listed on the IMDB database online, and uh, you can add, or they can add their film's award to the IMDB database. The sponsors for the International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego this year, uh, next April 2018, are Lulu Films, Swords of Circuitry Studio, and Speed Pro Imaging. Also, Red Giant and Film Convert and Grip Gear are going to be sponsoring prices for the winning filmmakers. Uh, we've also partnered with Production Hub, also sponsoring our film festival. So you can get all this information on the International Mobile Film Festival website. Uh, now, we're we're going to have our film festival. I'm pretty excited about it, actually. We're going to have our film festival on April 28th and 29th at the Marina Village Conference Center, which is a beautiful venue uh, in San Diego. Uh, go to our website uh, for the film festival. It's www.internationalmobilefilmfestival.com. And that's where you can get all the details about the film festival. Um, today is a little special because it's the first year anniversary of the Global Mobile Film Awards. Uh, we launched this officially on February 19th, 2017. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to our founding member film festivals, SF3 Smartphone Flickfest in Sydney, Australia, and Heartland Films Indie Shorts Film Festival in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, you can get more info on the website for the Global Mobile Film Awards. And when you go there, just click on their logos to visit their websites. www.globalmobilefilmawards.com GMFA is an award ceremony and is a platform to give mobile filmmakers around the world more exposure and respect as they receive awards in film festivals and are nominated by member film festivals for an award as the best of the best. I could share so much information here with you, but you know what? I'm excited to share our guest and his stories with you. He's going to share lots of great information with you about making some awesome travel videos with your smartphone. So let's just go there.
everybody. Uh, welcome to the SBP podcast. Uh, I've got a special guest here. Uh, his name is uh, Prakash Gandhi Natarajan. Did I pronounce your name right, Prakash? That's that's amazing, Susie. Thanks for <laughs> welcoming me into your podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate uh, you being a part of this, actually. Um, just uh, wanted to share with uh, the people who are listening. Uh, you are... Uh, he's been a friend to us for a number of years. Uh, Prakash uh, was in our film festival in 2015, 2015 in San Diego. And uh, you submitted a film to our business video category, right? That's correct, Susie. And... It's about a small business. It's a bakery. And I shot that video using an iPhone 6 Plus and an Icon gimbal. And I was very honored uh, for that film to be selected in your 2015 film festival. And I was fortunate enough to attend the film festival and walk the red carpet and meet the other filmmakers. Yeah, it was pretty cool seeing your your film on the big screen. I know uh, you also got to meet a few of the of our friends from the community and and uh, and we really are all friends, right? That's not that correct. I, yep. Not that I need to confirm that with you, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kind of like a heads up for people out there who, who want to be a part of the community. It's really not hard to do. You just have to have an interest and start reaching out to people like Prakash and myself and, and others. And before you know it, you're part of a great community. Uh, just because you're trying. You don't even have to finish making a film yet, but uh, if you're interested in it, it won't be long before you can accomplish it. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you have been a part of that community, um, but you've also you've been making a lot of innovative uh, videos as a producer using smartphones for most of the videos. Um, and and you submitted a film to this year's film festival that and you're, that you're coming to. It's called Italy, and it's a travel video. And you're going to be coming here to San Diego to present your film. Uh, you know, be a part of the Q and A panel, do the red carpet thing again. Um, and so, uh, what I wanted to to talk to you about. Um, well, I I think we should probably you know, let, let the viewer know, the viewers, I mean the viewers, the listeners <laughs> know who you are and where you come from because you're, you're, you come from India and you're living in, in Austin in Texas. So maybe That's share right. a little bit of that and what brought you into wanting to be a filmmaker. Okay. Thank you, Susie, for that introduction. So I moved from India to Missouri in 2005, sorry. And I lived there for a couple of years, and then I moved to New Jersey, lived there for a couple of years. And I was not into filmmaking during those time. I was more into dancing and stuff. And then I moved to Austin, Texas in 2009, and I was still part of a salsa community and Bollywood dancing community for a while. And then need for video arised for me because I wanted to uh, propose a girl. Uh, so I went for a videographer and then I realized the videographers are not at all affordable. 
which made me realized that I wanted to start a production company where I was or where I am able to offer video services in a very affordable manner so everyone could have video people who wanted to propose their girlfriend people who wanted to have a weddings because if you see here weddings cost a lot of money here yeah in this country especially and then videographer is the last person they wanted to approach because when they run a wedding they want to make sure the bride and the groom cover all the areas of the wedding and if they have budget left then they talk about videographer and videographer really charge a hefty amount so most of the time they ignore the videographers unfortunately so that made me to start my own production company called dara visual and it's a mobile filmmaking company so i do wedding small business promo videos engagement proposal music videos films in a very affordable way so I that's how to, it all started uh, i have to sorry to uh, interrupt but i have to defend videographers quite a little bit here because uh i've met some of them and learned a little bit about them and it is one part of video production i would not want to get into in the traditional sense because they get a lot of pressure from the clients they they expect their weddings to look like uh an award winning movie and uh sometimes that's really hard to do when you can't choreograph everything right as a as a videographer you're yes, covering yes that's 100% right yes yeah you're covering a, a live event that can't be you can't say cut can we can we do that over again you know <laughs> right right so uh, and also Suzy, uh, uh when i thought about it the way i came across about videographers was not showing them in good light I understand why videographers charge a lot of money that comes down to mobile filmmaking again. So videographer usually use a DSLR and DSLR cost a lot of money. So yeah. videographer is not just about just bringing a DSLR and shoot. A videographer need couple of shooters and second thing they need multiple lenses like Susi said there is no time for rehearsal or anything you are on live you go live and shoot whatever you can there is no time to rehearse and you can't miss important moments you have to shoot you want to make sure the video looks good so it's a lot of work so videographers do need to charge that amount because of all the equipments they use and because of no rehearsal and lot of time they put together So the reason I why I want to do in mobile filmmaking is I can cut down all the equipment cost because when you go and rent a DSLR for for a weekend you have to pay $500 to $700 just for renting a DSLR for a weekend. Right. But the mobile if any kind of smartphone you have iPhone Android LG Samsung it's always with you in your hand. So we can cut down that cost of renting a DSLR or buying a DSLR. So that's the main reason i'm able to provide the services in an affordable way and also video should be important in all the important events like weddings or when you want to make a small business i know picture speaks louder than words but i think video speak much louder than picture yes so that's how i made the small business promo video in 2015 and i submitted to international mobile film festival to you guys and then you guys selected it and displayed it on the big screen for other people too which was a honor and that video got numerous hit after that festival 
and then nowadays whenever i travel anywhere i am a frequent traveler i want to travel so i can make films i want to film so i travel so it's the way it has been working out so far so every time i travel i shoot as much i can and then when i end the trip i finish a travel film and start submitting to film festival show it to friends and family and telling people how to get these kind of films done yeah you know um one thing about traveling i think um it's what's really perfect about travel videos and cameras is that you are traveling and it can be a real pain uh traveling with camera gear right uh right. and but you know you're not told look you got to put your cameras in a separate bag somewhere maybe going cargo and you don't have to make those kinds of decisions because the phone you just slip it in your pocket and you're ready to go pretty much uh to make those videos um and there are you know like for you you use some gear but they're really you know we're going to talk a little bit about that um about what you know how to minimize the what you really need when you're traveling as opposed to when you're at home and you're planning to go out and shoot stuff you know like movies because most of our guests are talking about making films like movies and things like that but um uh what I wanted to talk with you about is more about all these travel videos that you're making because you're I remember when you were um during our film festival right before uh, you were sharing videos where you were in the snow uh you were showing uh videos when you were running you <laughs> actually in our film festival prakash was uh running around like a little kid with a gimbal <laughs> shooting <That's> stuff right. <laughs> um and i know that gimbal was fairly new and it was a lot of fun but you're still having a lot of fun with equipment um cuz you you like to experiment uh with mobile tech right that's correct so the film which is shot for the small business which i submitted in 2015 that was shot using iphone 6 plus yes which is 4 years old right now and then i used a gimbal the reason you use a gimbal is when you pull out the phone and shoot it's nice and the video looks good but when you put it on a bigger screen you can see that the film is shaky the reason is all our hands are a little shaky and the mobiles have smaller lenses so what happens the video is not um that like it's shaky it's the nature of the lens there is nothing you can do about it the only thing you can do is buy a 3 axis gimbal which stabilizes the footage so if you are planning to submit it to film festivals and planning to show it in theaters i strongly suggesting having a gimbal and the great news is when we were shooting these films like 3 or 4 years back there were like one or two manufacturer making these gimbals they but were now expensive too they were very expensive but now there are so many companies making a gimbal now you can get a really good gimbal less than 150 dollar which is amazing yeah so i would say like if you're shooting for family to show it you don't need to worry about any equipments but if you're trying to be serious and trying to make films or small business videos or weddings i would say like invest a little bit on the gear still 
your expense is much lesser than having a DSLR and investing on lenses and equipments on a DSLR. It's way less compared to a DSLR. And assistance. And that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. And then I shot a wedding last year and I didn't have an assistant. My assistants were two tripods. So I put two tripods mounted two phone shooting from different angles. And I was using a gimbal walking around shooting. And at the end, I was able to put all the three camera footage together and then come up with a phone. So shooting is very easy. You have to be a little creative about your angles and shot, which you can learn as you go. And you can listen to podcasts like Susie's podcast. And I'm pretty sure she has a podcast on Patreon page too. These are the venues you can learn all this stuff. And I definitely encourage everybody to start shooting. Start shooting home videos, cat videos, family videos, and then you can go from there. Yeah, we actually, um, one of the things that I that I did want you to talk about, because you were just talking about the gimbal, um, you've, got, <laughs> you've got an arsenal <laughs> of video equipment. Um, I think I've seen some photos that you've taken showing, yeah, that's right, uh, I think it was, right before the film festival that you you shot a, a photo and you shared it um which had i don't know i believe there were like maybe 10 or or 12 different uh things that that you had in that photo i imagine now you've got even more right right so like we talked about now you can purchase lenses for your iphone or your Android, and these lenses make amazing content, either pictures or videos. The one I really love is the macro lens. Oh my God, you can't believe the kind of pictures you get. Like you can go deep into someone's eyes and take a macro picture of an eye, and even you will take a while to figure out what the picture is about. So the more accessories you add, content is going to be great and there were several companies right now producing lenses tripod and gimbal so i would definitely say if you're kind of getting into serious mobile filmmaking then you can start researching all this stuff or ask susie for guidance since she's a pioneer in this well actually let let me ask you um you know since everybody's just listening now right um what what Let's see, because I would think you're you're you've experimented with so many different things. Um, so whenever something new comes out, you're probably one of the first people that goes out and buys it. Um, and so, uh, how about the youth share with us what uh, would be the most affordable but the best, you know? Um, and then, what is the ultimate? on each thing like for example on the gimbal uh lenses uh and even uh for audio you know if you're going to capture audio with your phone okay so you can hear me right Susie? yes okay so like i said gimbal i was using icon in 2015 and Starting 2017, I was using DJI Osmo Mobile. It's from this amazing company, DJI, 
who makes drones, gimbals, and all kind of equipments you can think of. So they came up with this uh, gimbal called DJI Osmo Mobile. And you can even control uh, starting and stopping recording through the Osmo Mobile gimbal itself because it was connected to Bluetooth to your device and you can do time-lapse, motion-lapse with it. The good news is DJI released a second version of the Osmo Mobile. It's very affordable. It's less than $150 and it has more features than DJI Osmo Mobile 1. So if you're looking for a gimbal in the market, the first thing you do is DJI Osmo Mobile 2, hands down. You can look at some of the YouTube reviews. Second, you need a lens. Like I said, you need wide-angle lens, you need portrait lens, and you need macro lens for shooting different kind of uh, content uh, based on the circumstance. So one of the pioneer for lens is Moment Lens. So they produce this, such a high-quality lens for wide-angle and portrait and macro. I would definitely say you have to give a chance to mobile, sorry, the Moment Lenses. And the third one for audio, uh, you need a video mic pro from Rode. They make microphones for all kind of cameras, including DSLR and even for drones. So Rode Video Mic Pro with a mount. So you can get a smartphone mount from Amazon, any brand, it doesn't matter. All you need is a tripod holder on the mount. So once you mount your smartphone on the case or a mount, which has a tripod mount, then you can mount your Rode mic, Video Mic Pro on that. You can mount your lens on that. There is one more case I want to talk about is Beast Grip, which I used for two years. So they gave provisions for you to mount your lights, mount your microphone, mount your lens. So these are all the minimum equipments I would say you should have. Just to have a recap, it's a DJ Osmo Mobile 2 for gimbal. For lenses, you can look at the company Moment for wide-angle portrait and macro. And for audio, look for the company Rode. Uh, the brand is Rode Video Mic Pro. And then the fourth one is Beast Grip Pro. You know, I've, uh, I kind of rigged, uh, thanks to Photo Safari products, you remember them, right? Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they, um, uh, when, actually, we met them right before the, the film festival that you were in, as a matter of fact. And I know you mm -hmm. met them as well at about the same time. And um, uh, they sent me some stuff, and I had some stuff from, you know, long ago, too, from them. And I rigged a, a little something together with to mount the microphone and the phone. And, um, and it's like a stabilizer with, you know, with, you know, with two hands and then the light. Um, the one thing though, that is limiting is the light, because if you're interviewing somebody, um, the light is good, you know, because you're shooting and recording with, I have that roadie, uh, microphone too, that you mentioned. And so you're standing in front of somebody and you're talking to them or something like that, or you're, you're capturing, you know, natural sound uh, from where you are aiming your lenses on your camera, right, on the phone. Mm -hmm. But once you move away, that light goes away with you, right? Um, so you're only able to get 
what's right there with the light. Um, it's a real, it's a real uh, challenge when it comes to lighting. Because in, in, in traditional video production, you set lights up in the room to light different parts of the room, right? And then you That's move right. the camera around and your, your lights are shining on the subjects that you want to enhance the lighting for. Um, and so with, with living, even for live events and things like that, you can do things like that um, and get away with that. But when you are you know, with a phone and you've got the whole rig in your hands and you've got the light in your hands too, you know, that's a real challenge with the light. I think it's one of the, you know, we've got audio down, right? We got the stabilizer and the audio down. I mean, I, I use the iRig and I just use my, my traditional XLR microphones and things like that. Um, but if you, um, I just think there need to be, maybe we should call out more companies to work on the lights, you know, so that we don't have to necessarily mount them on the phone so that, you know, wouldn't it be great if they just kind of floated up in the air <laughs> with the remote? Like yeah, a drone? <laughs> that's right. So, Susie, for lights, I think we have to go with the traditional method of shooting uh, with lights, with the three-point lighting system. Yeah. That's the only way we can get away with the lighting issues, especially since the smartphone has smaller sensors and they need a lot of lights. So if you're shooting outdoors, you can pass away with smartphones. But if you're shooting indoors, especially in the dark conditions, yes, lighting is a major challenge. During those situations, I have done some promo videos where it's indoors, which I hate. When I'm shooting with my iPhone, I don't want to shoot indoors just because of the lighting issues. But there are some times I was forced to be shooting indoors. So what we did is we went with our three-point lighting system, the traditional shooting method for any phone. And iPhone did fared well in that situation. As much as you give as much of lights, the phone does very well with the video quality. Yeah, and I used so, to actually use two lights and use depending on how high the ceiling was i used to bounce them off the bounce the second light off the off the ceiling down to the subject uh behind behind the person uh not Mm -hmm. not right on top of them uh and then use one that's sort of at an angle you know in front and that that kind of works you know i'm just trying to think economically you don't always need the three lights but you do need the you need to consider the three points yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, uh, jumping back to the microphone, um, so I do a lot of interviews with people. So this Rode VideoMic Pro does get uh, good audio, but there are some time, like you said, you have to be far away from the subject. That time there is no way you will be able to capture the audio very well. So in that situation, you just invest in a lavalier microphone. Again, it's from Rode. You just clip on their shirt and then you tie a recorder with it or what i do i always have a spare iphone a smaller iphone and then i connect the lavalier mic to that iphone and then connect to the shirt and then i ask them to put the phone in the packet in that way we get amazing audio through the those lavalier mics are so tiny still you can get amazing audios through and there are multiple options to store these files so there is an app called dropbox like Dropbox, it's called Dropbox with a V. Mm. 
so when you record these interviews with lavalier mike what happens is these files go and sit in this app called dropbox which is internally tied to dropbox and when you connect your phone to wifi the next time it automatically upload all the video sorry audio files from the dropbox to your dropbox account which has been very effective for me to edit and stuff so i just go connect this smaller phone to the lavalier mic put it on the shirt get the audio recorded i keep the dropbox on for the whole duration and once they are done i stop the dropbox i come home it immediately connects to wifi and it immediately uploads to dropbox and i just pull it into my editing system and then i start working on it have you have you ever uh, used a shotgun mic i i use mine all the time when instead of the the lavaliers but yeah i have used shotgun mic but i am more of a one man army yeah. so i have to do everything like i have to set up a lighting i have to set up additional camera i have to set up microphones so i kind of uh, reduce uh, using a lot of tripods uh, not to scare people right the whole reason we shooting in mobile is people will be more comfortable uh, free in front of uh, iphone or uh, android compared to a dslr and then if you are going to surround them with so many tripods that's going to give them the same dslr jitters that's the whole idea that's right cuz you're using you're using the uh both hands with the phone see i use one hand with the phone and um holding the phone and then i i hold the the shotgun with the other one oh wow that's amazing well, i don't I'm think a, i can do that too i'm i'm a little me i <laughs> Yeah. I can do it. <laughs> but yeah, but if you're using uh B script or something like that, you have to use both hands to hold the phone. Right. Yeah, so that that's that's harder. I can understand that. Um I mean, what are you going to do at that point? Grow another arm? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um oh, that's that's awesome. Do you have the the new iPhone, the iPhone X? That's correct. I have the iPhone X. and the video quality is really amazing and i have been in love with iphone x and i have been shooting a lot of videos i shot a, a beauty event recently beauty pageant event recently and then shot couple of uh, small business videos and then i came back from india recently yeah. so i shot videos during my india trip so i submitted for one of the magazine called mobile movie making magazine my india travel video and then waiting to see what they think about it oh i'm sure they'll love it yeah. <laughs> especially thank you, you suzy <laughs> i'm just telling you <laughs> um, especially <laughs> if you shot it with uh, with the iphone well because i i know what you can do i i know you know if if i didn't know you i i wouldn't say that you know but i know that you you thank know you, what I'll you're doing <laughs> um yeah. But, and also in my equipment bag i recently added for the christmas uh, ipad pro and apple pencil and i have to mm-hmm. say that that it totally changed the way i have been editing my mobile videos so my workflow earlier was i shoot in iphone whatever iphone I have like 6 plus 7 plus yeah. and then i bring that footage to my macbook pro via airdrop which takes a lot of time or sometimes what happens if your apple id is same across your iphone and your macbook it automatically goes uh, into the photos folder it gets synchronized but oh, still it I takes a like while 
Um, this is, this is what I, this is what I do. So there's a, there's a utility. Um, I'll just share this with our listeners because you're not the first person that I've heard say something like that about getting the the videos onto your MacBook. Mm -hmm. And it's really simple photos, iPhotos, uh, or photos actually, uh, tends to compress them a little bit. And that's why it takes so long to do that with the iCloud and everything, um, it's a pain. But what I do is uh, if you go to your your um, MacBook Pro and you go to the Utilities folder, you'll see it's called Image Capture. Mm -hmm. And you can set that when, when you open that application, you can set that so you can plug your phone into the iMac, you know, the, mm -hmm. the computer. And mm -hmm. it'll automatically, um, as soon as you plug it in through, uh, you know, for downloading stuff or whatever, um, it will open up image capture. And image capture oh, wow. works really fast compared to uh, photos. And it's direct and it doesn't compress it. It doesn't compress photos or videos. And you, it'll, it'll, you can select everything. And it will uh, download them straight into your computer. And then what I do, because I use iMovie, um, mm -hmm. so what I do after that is I will select the clips, right? And I'll mm -hmm. open them with QuickTime and I'll trim only what I need and, and name each clip. And then I'll bring my selected uh, clips into iMovie so that I'm not bringing everything into iMovie and then you know, cutting them there. So wow, it's like that a, sounds like an amazing tip, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot easier as far as um, processing, you know, time is concerned with the MacBook. That's just something something cool to... Pr but, you know, um, the what you're talking about with the iPad, that sounds mm -hmm. really, really um, innovative too. You know, so. Yeah, definitely. iPad Pro has come along a long way and I'm using a 12.9 inch, so it's a bigger screen. Yeah. So now I edit 95% of my videos in iPad Pro. Cool. And since we are using mobile a lot, so iPad Pro is another mobile which is bigger in size. Mm -hmm. So the way you edit is the way you are using your mobile phone because MacBook is still a PC. Right. So the way you edit in MacBook is kind of like a traditional editing environment. But editing an iPad Pro is changed the game forever. And then I use Apple Pencil. And for iPad Pro, they came up with an app called LumaFusion, who has done an amazing job of bringing all the features you can see in Final Cut Pro X to LumaFusion. So you can do green screen to everything you can imagine from FX and everything. So I have been using LumaFusion, and that's what I used for my India Travel Film also. And my editing workflow has been sped up and my productivity has been raised. So now I come home from work yeah. and then I take my iPad and I'm, I'm working on editing videos. And I have been like releasing more videos since I bought the iPad Pro compared to what I was editing in MacBook where I was very slow. That's awesome. That's, you hear that, everybody? Get the iPad Pro. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. Do you, have you ever, um, 
use the iPad as your monitor while you're shooting with the phone? Actually, I did the, I did the other way. So what happened, I went to a <laughs> recital uh, and I needed three cameras. Unfortunately, I had my iPhone X and then iPhone 7 Plus and I didn't have the third camera. And then suddenly I was like, I always carry my iPad Pro with me yeah. because sometime on the field I have to edit. So I was like, okay, let me use the iPad Pro. And the best part about iPad Pro is I got a Logitech uh, Slim keyboard, which has a stand, built-in stand with it and a keyboard with it. So I just removed the keyboard and then I just used the stand and then I just hung the iPad Pro on a bar by the audience seat. And the entire recital was captured as one video in my iPad Pro. And that's what I submitted to the client and they loved it. Oh, and that the cool. iPad Pro was a saver because in a recital, again, it's a live event. There is no time for rehearsal or anything. And then I was moving around with my gimbal. <laughs> and that video on my iPhone was not at all good because of the constant light changing and you have to like keep exposing focus and but to keep changing it. Yeah. But the iPad Pro was stable, standing in one spot, recording the whole event. And then it was constantly focusing and readjusting it. And the video looked fantastic. So, yes, I did use iPad Pro as a camera. And people make fun of you saying, like, why do you carry iPad Pro as a camera? It's so big. But trust me, it's a lifesaver for me on that recital. Well, yeah, as long as you can put it somewhere and leave it there, it's stationary. Uh, what exactly. Gets, what yep. gets scary is when you're walking around and trying to do movie, moving shots and things like Please that. Please don't, don't ever <sighs> carry iPad and walk around and take videos. Please yeah, don't do that. It's such a risk. <laughs> well, yeah. and for somebody like me, you wouldn't see me. I'm I'm so tiny compared to, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, there you is. know, I guess if you're six feet tall or something like that, it doesn't <laughs> look so weird. But for me, it'd be like, <laughs> here I am behind this thing. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and so you have, how, how much, um, well, let me ask you this. Uh, what, just give us a rundown of some of the things because, you know, you're so experienced with different things. And I, I do kind of want you to show off a little bit here of all the different cameras that, that you've used, you know, drones and GoPros, just, just run us a little list of all the cameras that you've experienced. Okay. So I have never used a DSLR, honestly. And the main reason is because of what I went through in 2013, hiring a videographer, because they had their own uh, investment they had to recover. So that's the reason I ventured into filmmaking in an affordable way. So I went to the mobile route. Yeah. So when I got the iPhone, that time I think I was using an iPhone 5S. Um, that's the first camera I ever used to shoot videos. And my first video was a music video where I was dancing because I went to dance school to learn dance. So I collected a bunch of friends and we went to a smaller city nearby Austin. And then we went and shot in the middle of the road using iPhone 5s. That time we don't have a tripod. We didn't have a gimbal. And the music video was shaky the whole time, just like the Cloverfield film. <laughs> but we were so happy because none of us had no experience. We were still able to finish a music video and submit it for a contest, which we were so proud of. So my journey started with iPhone 5S. And on demand basis, I look for what I need. 
so the footage was shaky so i started investing in a tripod and then i realized the footage is really good but the problem with the tripod is you are stuck in one place you can't move around with your tripod i have done carrying the tripod and walking around trust me don't ever do oh, that oh gosh <laughs> first the footage is not going to look good second you will look like a not smart person like a dork. in front of the people <laughs> yeah there you go so so i started looking at stabilizing the footage through gimbals that's how i ended up started buying gimbals and then what happened since austin has a great weather we spend a lot of time in the water and then iphone and water or any smartphone on water don't even take any smartphone next to the water then i was trying to figure out okay how do i do it so maybe let me carry a plastic bag and wrap the phone in the plastic bag and that didn't do justice so i ended up with a gopro hero 3 plus so i was shooting all the water Uh, related environment shooting through my GoPro Hero 3 Plus and then I would match the footage with my iPhone 5S and the results were pretty great and then okay we have ground footage I wanted some aerial footage and that time DJ Phantom 2 was really famous so I went for DJ Phantom 2 I really loved it and I was able to capture amazing aerial footages so when you combine aerial footages from DJ Phantom 2 and footages from water from gopro and footages from land in iphone you really get the whole picture you can shoot a film you can shoot a music video you can shoot small business video wedding videos anything you can think of and depends on uh, how artistic you are how creative you are people won't even bother whether you shot with a dslr or with a mobile as long as the content looks good people are able to watch your film they will do it so and then I started upgrading my iPhone every year. I went to iPhone 6 Plus. I always get the maximum size because if you're shooting videos, you need as much storage yes. as possible. An iPhone have a internal storage that means you can't upgrade, so you have to go with the maximum storage. So I believe iPhone 6 Plus came with 128 gigabytes as the maximum storage, so I went for it. Because sometimes I shoot short films for 2 days and if you are away from home, we don't have a way to uh, move the footage from your iPhone to whatever editing system you are using right and then we came up uh, we come across this uh, thumb drives which has both usb drive and usb port on the left and then you will have the lightning port on the right so what happens you can shoot footage all day and then you can connect this usb on your phone and then you transfer the footage from your phone to this small thumb drive and then you can delete all the footage from the iphone so the iphone is free space you can use it to shoot the next day and then i upgraded to 7 plus and then to iphone 10 right now and then i upgraded my dj phantom 2 to dj spark now it's a small handheld drone and it's doing an amazing job you can control it with your iphone x itself and then it go up to 500 to 600 feet in the sky and it has a gimbal two axis gimbal built into it so my india travel from was made with iphone 10 or iphone x and dji spark and it looks amazing and it was edited in ipad pro and apple pencil well wow. so when you come to our film festival this year are you going to bring your drone or anything like that yes i'm going to bring my iphone x i'm going to bring my ipad pro apple pencil and dji spark awesome well you know cuz last year one of the photographers uh Uh, we like to do a little dinner or something like that on Friday, 
and um, we were over by the where the boats were at the marina. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just uh, just a few feet basically away from the venue, and um, uh, everybody was playing with the drone. He had the drone. Even I got to fly the drone a little bit. Uh, it's pretty amazing, you know, that, I mean, just looking back a few years, you know, when I'm saying that, you know, just getting drone footage was such a, a big deal. Like, when I worked... Right. Um, let me see, 2008, I remember the company I was working with, um, they were, they have, they had, they wanted aerial, aerial footage of a location. And so we had to hire a helicopter <laughs> with wow. the mounted cameras and everything. And that was so costly, you know? And then uh, right. a couple years after that, uh, this guy, uh, you know, that um, that I met uh, through, you know, online, he was in Egypt and he made, uh, I met him on LinkedIn, actually. And uh, he made a video, I think it's on our video channel uh, still. I, um, I'm trying to, I'm not going to say his name because I probably, if, if I find it, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll mention it in the article or something. I don't know. Uh, but um, just look in our, in our, you know, YouTube and Vimeo. Um, he shot, you know, you were talking about the water, right? Mm-hmm. You were talking about all these different things. Well, he put his phone on a drone and then flew it. And he got some footage that way. He also put his phone... He mounted it on the rail of a railroad track. Wow. And shot the train going over it. Now, I would have been scared doing that because, you know, as the trains are getting closer, the rails are vibrating. Mm-hmm. So you really have to secure your phone. Otherwise, they become, they just get, they loosen up and you lost your phone, you know. But he managed to do that and he put it in. Um, an oven he did all kinds of things uh to show what you could do you know with your phone i think he even mounted it on uh on a bicycle on a wheel or something i can't remember exactly but i'll have to watch that video again it it sure it's a lot of fun what you can do when you're experimenting with the phone um it's gonna be lots of fun this year having you uh, with all all the toys that you like to play with, you know. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes, I I'm looking forward to it also. So, um, can you share just a little bit um, here? Because uh, I know we're gonna we're gonna share for our Patreon page uh, in detail how to make you know some uh, travel videos in in more detail. Right. But mm-hmm. maybe some basics for for this podcast on what to consider when, you know, like spring break is going to come up soon. Right. Mm-hmm. So some mm-hmm. of our listeners are probably planning a trip to go to the spring break uh, and they'll want to do some travel videos. So in, instead of bringing their DSLRs or whatever. Right. Uh, what would you recommend that the, the basics to get uh, to make some 
uh, travel videos with using their their smartphones? Sure. Um, like you said, yes, spring break is coming. Again, you don't want to carry a lot of equipments around. You want to travel light. So what I would say is like you can find in Amazon these mini tripods. So these mini tripod cost less than $15. So what it does is you don't need to hold your phone in your hand. You can just mount this phone on this mini tripod and you can leave it on the ground and then it will shoot whatever is right in front of it. I like these mini tripods a lot. The reason is there is something called time lapse where it's a video showing the time passing by in a quick second. So these are great for people walking around or sun setting or in a beach. You just turn on time lapse on your phone. You don't even need to do anything. You have a camera button. If you keep scrolling, you will find portrait square. It depends on the phone. It should be the same option. There is something called time lapse. So you just switch on the time lapse start recording and let it go for five minutes or 10 minutes and stop recording and you will see this amazing footage of times passing by and if there are people walking if there is sun setting down if there are waves it's gonna look beautiful or clouds it's gonna look amazing second thing you don't want to carry anything i just want to carry my phone i don't want to carry even a tripod it's still fine best thing to get non-shaky footage just with your hands and phone is Keep both your hands right next to your hip or your tummy and then hold the phone. So you kind of use your body to balance the phone because when your hands are so freely hanging and then you're holding the phone, there is going to be this minor shake, which is going to get exaggerated when you put it on the big screen. So sometimes I don't have the time to mount my gimbal or tripod. I just pull the phone from my packet. And then if I have a chance, then I try to sit down in one spot. That gives me more stability. Or if I can't sit down, I have to stand up. Then I put my hands close to my tummy or close to my hip. Tuck both your hands in towards your body and then hold the phone. That makes a huge difference. Second thing, take as many wide landscape shots as possible. Shoot more. More footages are better than very few footages and you can't even put a film together. Second, take a lot of close-ups. So if you're going to shoot only wide landscapes, it's going to get bored after a while. So you have to like switch back and forth between wide landscape and portrait mode, which is like put the camera right on face of people, on animals or things. Go close up, go tight shots. So if you can do all these tips, you can come up with some amazing travel videos because wherever you travel for spring break, the place is going to be beautiful. So you just capture it on your video. This is good. Now, one thing I'm I'm listening to you, and one thing that just kind of uh, I would also tell our listeners to take uh, is a, an external, you know, like a battery, an extra battery that you can plug into your phone, you know, uh, because the battery when you're shooting video, it drains the battery on the on on the camera a lot faster. Um, yeah, yes, that's right. So, so the, I forgot to mention that the only reason is I use an iPhone X yeah. and Apple has improved a lot with each version of their phones. For example, when I was shooting with my previous earphone, which is iPhone 7 Plus, 
almost if i'm shooting the whole day like eight hours almost around six hours it starts dying so i carry this external battery pack yeah. fortunately iphone x is doing so good i have went out i have shot i came home still i have 50 battery 50 percent battery left that's awesome but but make sure you charge your phone to 100 percent before you leave one thing second thing when you are shooting Always shoot in landscape mode, which people are doing that nowadays already. So you don't need to shoot horizontally because your TV or your theater is not standing horizontally. It's vertically laid out. So shoot in landscape mode or vertical mode. Second thing, put oh, your phone wait. on airplane mode. Yeah, yes. and airplane airplane is good because that way you won't it won't be interrupted with notifications and things and you know looking for mail in the background. Uh, but what I was going to say is make sure you unlock your phone, the, the, the portrait mode. Um, That's right. Yeah, because if you don't unlock your phone and you shoot landscape, it's going to come out sideways. Yep. That's you know? Which is cool if you want to do shots of, remember the old Batman movies, right? Uh, <laughs> where you. they would show them, you know, they're, they're climbing up, you know, the building, but they're really crawling on the floor. So what they would do is they would turn the cameras to the side, you know, so that it looks like, oh, okay, they're they're climbing up a building. <laughs> um, you can yes. actually pull that off on your phone if you put it on lock, uh, which is, what is that called again? Um, I forgot what it's it is. Uh, it's I, a orientation lock. Yeah. Exactly. It's orientation lock, which you can do it from the control center. You can swipe up or down, depends on the phone you have. And then you have a lock button. Once you lock it, your phone will never go the other way. So it's much better. And then there are many apps. We definitely need to talk about apps. There are many apps you can use to shoot. For example, if you want to just pull your phone and shoot, use the stock camera app, which comes with your phone. And if you really want to invest in some apps, spend little money and get some better footage so the standard for iphone and i think android also they have it now is filmic pro everybody shoots filmic pro it's like 19 dollar, and it produces content in higher bitrate than what iphone does so the the quality of the video is really great and you can do more controls to it because with the stock camera which comes with the apple iphone you can only do focus and exposure. You can't do anything more than that. But with the uh, Filmic Pro, you can even control the aperture. You can control ISO. You can control the white balance. And there are many more. Yeah, it, they, some of these you apps do it. take a learning curve. I mean, you have to really study study up on these things to use them uh, because they have a lot of controls as well. And you have to kind of know what you're doing. Um and that happens, uh, you heard of uh, Procram? Mm-hmm, that's correct. Yeah, because um, I, I had that app for a few years, and I used it for photos, and then I realized that it also has a video option on there as well. Um, and they also have a lot of features on there. It's just... You know, for 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 people for doing travel videos, though, what are some of the most basic apps that will won't be, you know, uh, not for making movies for making movies, you know, um, you know, cinematic app, you know, that will give you that kind of quality or are good to invest in. 
but for making some just some regular travel videos just just so it's better than using the native app on the phone what would you recommend for that okay so let me talk about both photos and videos on travel because you are going to end up shooting pictures and That's videos <laughs> i'll talk about both the shooting part and the editing part so normally i use the stock camera app because it's very easy to just pull it out and shoot but if you really want to go deeper and you want more controls like sf filmic pro offer you dslr controls on your phone and the second app i use which is really underrated app not a lot of people know is hydra it's called h y d r a hydra so this app is the best app if you are shooting indoor or low light because i believe the technology they use is they simply enhance the brightness uh, so the footage doesn't look as dark as the stock camera so this is for video and also taking some amazing night shots if you're taking night shots on your regular stock camera and if you're taking night shots on hydra you can see a major difference because they have low light option they have zoom option they have a high resolution option these are for the pictures and they have an option for video hdr which which gives an amazing result during the night time and other than that and there are multiple apps you can use for the pictures there is a app called halide h a l i d e again you can control your iso aperture and you have procam which susi was talking about and there is a app called focus it's like a focus but not with a u it's with a o it's f o c o s focus mm. so the best thing about this app is the iphone the last year iphone then this year iphone came up with a future called portrait because the bigger phones the 7 plus and the iphone x have two lenses so what it does is when you are using a portrait picture when you are taking it it uses the wide lens and also the portrait lens and the software uses the wide lens to blur it out so what happens is you will see the person popping out of the picture with the background being blurry that's a very common uh, dslr technology they call it as bokeh effect it's been used for years now apple came up with it for the pictures so this focus what it does is when you are shooting a uh, portrait on your phone normally what happens is iphone recognizes the person in front of you and then blurs the background but the focus gives the capability to blur the person in the front and focus on the person in the back or focus the background on the back which is amazing wow. so i've been experimenting with this focus focus app for the last couple of days and i am impressed with it also you can take a portrait picture with your stock camera and you open the picture in focus and focus can change the depth effect on dynamically after the picture was shot hmm. so i would definitely give focus uh, option to use it and then there is this app called selfissimo it's like one word it's like a crazy name self i s s i m o selfissimo it's from google um so what they are doing is you know how people take selfies here you just put the phone on the tripod instead of a timer you make movements and whenever there is movement this app takes a picture of you <laughs> so there are so many creative apps coming so just to recap i would say for video filmic pro and hydra 
and for pictures use halide, focus, selfissimo. These are all for shooting. So for editing, the number one app I use is Snapseed. Again, it's from Google. You can do a lot of stuff with uh, Snapseed. It's like Photoshop for iPhone or iPad. And the second app everybody uses is Pixelmator. And that's a, another amazing app where you can like add more images on the same image and you can like play with it. Uh, and the third app I use is VSCO. And I like those filters because there's a cinematic professional filters. So those are the three apps I use for editing pictures. For editing videos, I use iMovie, which comes default with your phone. And then I use this app called Cameo. It's from Vimeo. You know Vimeo, it's just like YouTube. It's the YouTube is more for like, people say like YouTube is more like cat videos. And Vimeo is more like professional videos. So Vimeo people use to showcase their professional work. So this Vimeo came up with an app called Cameo, C-A-M-E-O. And you can edit the video in Cameo and automatically get uploaded to Vimeo. And then it stores a copy on your phone to in a higher resolution. So I use that. And then I already talked about LumaFusion. So to recap on the editing part, so for pictures, I would say Snapseed, Pixelmator, and VSEO. And for videos, I would say iMovie, Cameo, and LumaFusion. I have a suggestion, too. You might like yes. this one. It's called Aviary. A-V-I-A-R-Y. I've been... I love that one, too. Yeah, you know, they used to be called something else years ago. I, I've stuck through all their changes, and they only just get better. They've never disappointed me. Um, you know, and it's free. <laughs> so it's not like I'm trying to get on their good side or anything, but when there's someone out there that's doing something great, you, you kind of want to give them a heads up, you know, and say thank you. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a great app to use too. And you're right about the photos, and something that I do want our listeners to know is that uh, it is a good idea to incorporate um, photos in your uh, travel videos. You know, you can also, some people forget that you can bring photos into a video editing app, but you can do that um, and uh, and use them because, you know, what Prakash was talking about uh, is how people get bored with just wide shots or, or just close-ups or, you know, and things like that. So that's another way to um, uh, diversify the content in your, in your videos. Um, Prakash, would you like to play a game? I didn't even tell you about this. I'm sort of just throwing this on you. Um, there's a little game that I like to play during each podcast. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's basically, I give you 20 seconds. It's called a shout-out game. And okay. um, what I do is I give you 20 seconds to give a shout-out to um, what I would like... I was going to, I'm trying to think of what you would be an expert at or something that you would like to give a shout out to as a theme. Um, but you know what? Um, I love movies, but I still not getting the game. Maybe I have not played this. So what does it mean? Shout out to. So shout out is like when you give a shout out to somebody, 
like during the Academy Awards, all right? Mm -hmm. So you know how they, they give a speech and they start saying, uh, I'd like to thank so-and-so and so-and-so. And then the, the time goes on and on and they just can't stop. And then they get cut off and finally it's like, enough already, right? Um, mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is giving you 20 seconds to do that, mm -hmm. to give a shout out to people or movies or something like that. And um, I don't know, what theme would you pick to give a shout out to? Maybe I would say movies. Is that one of the okay. categories? You, yeah, no, uh, every, everybody has whatever they would like to give a shout out to. Um, it's just that normally I plan these things a little earlier and I have an idea of what to give a shout out to. And for you, I was thinking maybe apps, uh, you know, gear, but you know, we covered all that already. So that would be redundant. Uh, so yeah. How about movies, movies that inspired you? Um, would that be good? Yes, definitely. Okay, then we'll do this. And you're going to get 20 seconds to do this. So, are you ready? Yes. Set and go. Since I am into iPhone filmmaking, I have been following this iPhone filmmakers for a while. I might not get their name right, but I will start talking about their movies and the name. So, the recent movie I am so impressed is Steven Soderbergh who made Ocean Eleven movie. He is making an iPhone movie called Unchained. Okay. Watch it. Watch oh. it. So, do I yeah, need to cut you, out? That was it. You had your, your, your 20 seconds. So, one movie. Let's talk about that. Um, go ahead and talk about Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> yeah. This guy made blockbuster movies. Just research him. I'm pretty sure a lot of viewers already know this guy. So he shot a secret iPhone movie. The movie stills were not out. The name was not out. Suddenly he dropped a bomb saying like, hey, I made a movie. It's a secret movie. It's called Unsane, U-N-S-A-N-E. It's releasing in theater in the next couple of months. Completely shot in iPhone. I saw the trailer, the movie title and the story and the trailer is in IMDb. Check it out. It looks amazing. And this guy made the last movie was Logan Lucky. I don't think it was a white theatrical release. It was released uh, a video on demand. Uh, it's by the Daniel Craig, the guy who plays Bond. He's the leading actor in that movie, Logan Lucky. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to see this movie, Unseen, because people are talking about Tangerine a lot last year because of the Sundance Film Festival and how it was shot on iPhone. Right. But I think Unsane is going to redefine the iPhone filmmaking. And it's kind of scary because these big people come into iPhone filmmaking. And first of all, I'm very happy that we are all pioneers. Like we started way early than anyone else. And the scary part is all these people coming into the iPhone filmmaking game. That means we have to learn a lot and keep moving up else these people would kill us. The third thing is since more people are coming in, it's really good. There are going to be more iPhone films going to come out. There are going to be more gear manufacturer, more app manufacturer, which is good for the community. You know, I have to, I have to put my two cents in about this. So uh, when I could, one of the reasons why, and I'm not the only one, uh, the pioneer, you know, film festivals entered and decided to create these film festivals as a platform for 
people to make movies with their phones, right, was to level the playing field. Mm-hmm. So um, what what happens is that by having the, uh, the Hollywood industry um, making movies with phones, you know, on, on, on the website, on the, my website, the international mobile film festival.com. Mm-hmm. If you go there, um, you will see it's on the home page and it's also on the MFF page and it's been there. It's, it's been there for years. I think it was 2013 when I added that quote on there, like a quote by us because it was the thinking at the time. Uh, and it still is. And it's it says, I'm not going to read it, uh, but it does say something about um, imagine that you shot a, a movie with your phone and you are on the red carpet at our film festival and standing next to you, who also made a movie on his phone, is not Steven Soderbergh, but Steven Spielberg. It's a very close on the name. I, I mm-hmm. you know, it's all, it's almost the same name, <laughs> but the whole point of it is, and I say that at the end, you know, all things being equal. And that's right. the whole point. It's like, you know, we've been divided because of, you know, you have to know people, you have to have a big budget, you have to know the camera gear, you know, all Mm -hmm. this expensive camera gear, you have to be an engineer, practically, you have to have a big crew, you have to, you know, there's so much to to make a movie that it was out of the hands, you know, it wasn't something just anybody could do. But with the phones, right, anybody can do it. And now to have real leveled really leveled the playing field it's a real equal arena when you have the hollywood people able to show their films and be a part of this community because now we can really all you know sort of be more equal and it's not about money anymore really it's still about the story uh i know I know for a fact there are, you know, professional independent filmmakers out there who have made films with red, big red cameras and all that. Not big red the gum, but the, the cameras, the red cams. And um, their films, I, I've seen better stories made with, you know, a phone, you know. And I hate to say that publicly, but it's true. So it's not just about the camera. It's really about that, you know, the the attention a filmmaker wants to give to his his story. So, so yeah, I just had to say that because I know there is a lot of fear out there. Like, hey, this is our game, but the whole purpose of this game was so that everybody can play. You know. Yes, yes, I agree. I was kind of jokingly saying that, but oh no, you I are know. right. <laughs> you are right, uh, Susie. You know what I. Forget about Steven Spielberg. I would be amazed even standing next to Steven Soderbergh <laughs> saying like, hey, I have made films too and I'm happy that you are getting into our game and hey, maybe we can work together someday. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, so, maybe we should give him a shout out to uh, to come to the film festival and be among, you know, the filmmakers that are there and, and, and connect with this community. I mean, they're... I'll bet you anything he would admit himself there are things he could learn from you guys. 
There you go, Steven Soderberg. If you're listening to this podcast, please make sure to show up to International Mobile Film Festival at the end of April in San Diego. And you can even screen your movie Unseen here if you're interested. Yeah, it, it, there was a good there's a good idea. I'll, I'll stand by that. How's that? <laughs> okay. There you go. And coming back, going back to your point where you were talking about uh, making films on iPhone and DSLR. Yeah. You know, there are so many filmmakers out there who can't create a movie out of the script, who have been waiting forever. Now, yeah. these smartphones have given them a chance to bring their concept from paper to screen. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what camera you are using anymore. Yes, I was able to bring my content and make a movie and show it to people. That's amazing. So yeah. thanks to smartphones. Right. And film festivals like you guys who encourage us to do more and more films, who treat us like celebrity by extending red carpet and inviting us, and we appreciate it. Well, that's a good note to, um, to uh, and first of all, thank you for uh, hearing the call of the dare by platforms like mine, daring you to make a film and you actually going out and doing it and excelling in it. Um, and look at you, you made a business out of it and you, you get to make a living off this stuff. This is an amazing and inspiring story by Prakash because yes, you can do it too. Um, thank you for everybody for listening. Uh, go to our Patreon page so you can listen to the next part of this podcast, which is the bonus part, uh, and listen to uh, to Prakash show everybody or tell everybody <laughs> uh, how to make um, travel videos step by step. Thank you, Prakash, and goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye.